This is too much today. I'm waiting on Allison. Uh, go! You didn't give me the point. Go, is that the like point? I both Welcome in, everybody. This is you. Alabama Unfiltered Radio <laughs> with Scott Beeson. Ah, and the ladies are here as well, making the show better and fabulous. It's only been an According hour. to Democrat Dale. Scott, I, I want to touch on Democrat Dale's point one more time. Who is really a Republican. He hey, just doesn't know he's it. He's always been a Democrat. He, sounds... he ran for judge a couple of times. He's a Democrat. Is he a I'm Democrat? He's a sure. rational Democrat. I'm not sure what he disagrees with me on. But, in but the classically liberal sense? I think there's a little chance of that. I feel like that. But or, I do think he represents a lot of old school Democrats who weren't just crazy, crazy leftists. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, and and he could, you know, look, you got to admit, I mean, a lot of the things that old school Democrats, the issues they had with Republicans, those are true. Mm. Agree. The establishment Republicans and the Republican Party has always been big government, almost a little fascist in that you're at least mercantilist, mm-hmm. looking out for the super, super rich, rich, rich. I mean, the Democrats do that now. I mean, the, the super, super rich are for the Democrats. But the Republicans used to be that way. That, kind of not, they're not conservative. But, um, so, I mean, I can't disagree completely with all the attacks that used to be on the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. That they don't look out for the little guy. But I did like what he had to say. And I did agree with the different types of schools. And I appreciate the bravery of and I, and I don't that. think he means to, or at least I wouldn't mean that you go through little kids and you and you say, okay, this is what you'll be good at. Let's send you there. It's the reality of at least when he says thug school. Uh, I know people draw up and kind of cringe, but for people who know anything about what's going on in education and in our schools today. There are a lot of behavioral problems. I call it butt whooping deficit disorder, <laughs> and people really have a stroke about that. But but that is true. I'm sorry. It, it is it is very it is very true. true. Kids and parents know if they're the special protected class, and they will push it to the nth degree because because yeah. they know nothing can happen to them. And and I know enough and been around enough that if there is punishment, like a good swift. Spank to the backside, they uh, they can they can handle it. Or it, when a little kid can't behave in school at all, and I'm not talking about a little boy who's fidgety. We we still have education is messed up with that. We need to have more recess, etc. Wear them out a little bit, then study. Wear them out, study. Wear them out, stay for little boys. But when you have a behavioral problem child who can go to football practice or basketball practice where the coach doesn't know Hmm. that they have some sort of problem, and I've got quotes in the air, you know, and he says, all right, Scott, give me five laps. You're going to do that? And they're able to control themselves for Coach Beeson, then it's butt whooping deficit disorder. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get exactly what you're saying. And I completely agree that we had we don't have schools set up right at all for boys. But mm-hmm. I want to back up, though, because I do take issue with this idea that there's a group of kids who can study and do well at school. And then there's a group of kids who need to be going to different kinds it's of schools. It's the Einstein thing. It's really wrong. That is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. The idea is God gave everybody a mind mm-hmm. and he expects us to use it. If we focused on teaching kids how to think, not what to think, then there isn't anything they can't do. But this idea that we have to delineate and send some kids Mm -hmm. to a different kind of school, no. 
treat everybody at the same high level, expect them to achieve mm-hmm. it, and then they will begin to, you know, branch off into the different you directions let, where let they're interested in. But please, for the love, right? Exactly. Don't pigeonhole them because you think, well, they would be good there. You have no idea what they're going to be good at. So teach them how to think. That's what's missing. And I need somebody who's running for the state school board. All of them. I want to hear all of their opinions mm. on what you think it takes to help kids learn how to think. They don't know how to think now. They don't know how to, I mean, they know how to think. Some of our kids are really, really smart, but they're leaving out what they really need to learn in school. Mm-hmm. But this idea that, well, we're going to send that one to trade school because he's not as smart, that's BS and that's offensive mm-hmm. to me. Well, it, Teach it, it them is how the, to think and the then let them decide. Model. It is the, well, Asian socialist model that says, okay, we're going to give an aptitude test in the maybe first grade, third grade, whatever grade, and then if you don't do well enough, you're, you're, you're moved over here. And a lot of business entities, a lot of business groups love that idea. Yes, but they again, do. they're in the mindset that the job of education is to create them workers. That's right. Create them employees. I believe the American model, at least before, was it Carnegie that kind of started messing everything up and let's make everybody into a worker? Liberal education, classical liberal education, let everyone be educated as much as they possibly can, and then you go out and and do what you are led to do, what God has made you to do. Don't let man, a bunch of group of people, decide, because we don't know if this 12-year-old kid is going to be better at engineering or being a doctor being a carpenter, right. maybe accountant, whatever. We don't know what their passion is. And that is one of the reasons America has been so great at invention, innovation, thinking outside the box, because we gave everyone the tools and they did what they loved. If you go to some of these other countries that they think are wonderful because they turn out employees, well, once you're made, once they decide you're only to work in the salt mine, it doesn't matter what your ideas are. Right. It doesn't matter if you turn out being great at technology. You're not getting to do that. Right. You are a salt miner. Mm-hmm. And don't you be talking to us about other stuff. And that, that is just wrong. We should not do that. And a lot of business groups in, in, and in this state, in our very own state, want to classify kids at a very young age and decide. And academically, is not any different than... Athletically, That's right. Because we see these little kids and they are the greatest athlete you've ever seen when they're eight years old. And half of them aren't even playing anymore when they're in high school because everybody else passed them. And academics are the same. And we don't know what their aptitude is. But I do think that you divide, it's okay to divide a grade or classes and say, okay, these kids are a little ahead in math. They're going to be in the faster math. Mm-hmm. These kids are average. They're going to be in the average. And you and you have some, you know, you get up to speed. Maybe you were just behind. Maybe you moved to the faster. Mm-hmm. But maybe you get put back. And it's okay to separate that way. Mm-hmm. But don't set them on a track or a path that decides their whole life. A, a comp- I was given an aptitude test very early on. Mm-hmm. And this is why I it, it frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Because I was told, well, there, these are things you should do. And these are things you shouldn't do. Right. Instead, what if his parents, and this is where the parents come in, mm-hmm. what if you notice what they're drawn to as little children? Mm-hmm. Because each of my kids are doing what they were drawn to when they were very young, but that gets trained mm-hmm. out of them in school. 
Mm-hmm. And that gets their dreams get extinguished because they have to do this and they have to follow that protocol and they mm-hmm. have to take this test and that. I had one mm-hmm. of my kids come home and had done an aptitude test. Mm-hmm. And some of it was her interest and I already knew that about her. Right. But others I was like, that's garbage. Like that's not right. you at all. Right. So anything that dumbs down the dreams that they have, even mm-hmm. if that dream is ridiculous and it mm-hmm. doesn't work out, it will put them on a path to where they should go. Mm-hmm. But this idea that we pigeonhole them early and often is very communist and it's very upsetting to me. And I worked a long time to break out of what I was told I couldn't, couldn't do. I was told right. this was not a job mm-hmm. and here we are doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a lot wrong with our education system, but the first thing we can do is start teaching them how to think and then seeing what they can do and then mm-hmm. address the rest of the issues, like letting mm-hmm. little boys play. And maybe we even need to separate boys and girls in the classroom. I don't know. That's some early grades. But it's horrifying. I don't know. What do you think about that? And when you were talking about the aptitude test, I, I, I was never, I would take the test, but I would never get in. It was called TAG, Talented and Gifted. And I, they would give me the test and I just wasn't talented and gifted. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do with that? You know, and, and, and so, but I maybe wasn't the smartest, but mm-hmm. I graduated with a three nine with an industrial mm-hmm. engineering degree from college. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I had to- It wasn't a real college, but- It was that Tennessee college, I right. get it. But you know, it was something, I don't right. know, it was tough, but- so maybe I wasn't talented and gifted, but that doesn't mean I can't but you're work hard, hard. Amen. Amen. and I can't worker. study mm-hmm. and I can't learn. I maybe had to do it a little more. So I do think about that. And then I, as you were talking, I was thinking about my son, Connor. Mm-hmm. He's a junior at Auburn. He's in supply chain. I mean, mm-hmm. if they had pigeonholed him when he was in eighth grade talking about what he wanted to do and what his aptitude looked like, right. he would either be in the military, which is fine, or a NASCAR driver, because that's what he wanted to be. And they just thought he- Did he was, have aptitude for a NASCAR driver? Uh, he is very mechanical. Like he okay. loves fixing things. But, I, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, now he's in the business school and he's doing great. He's got a great internship this summer and he's mm-hmm. really- But if he had gotten stuck in that trade school, which actually he would do really well right. in, he we've always like encouraged that. him. He might make more money. But, but it's not fair to limit them. Correct. You know, if that's- And so I do think it's just- Education is, I don't, uh, where do you think we went wrong? Like when, what year? Because when we were in school, in elementary school, it wasn't like this. It was getting there. It was starting. I mean, all a lot of this started, it, it, in Alabama, it started probably strengthening up in the 80s, late 80s. Other parts of the country, it, was, it had already started in the 70s. So sometimes we're blessed to be a little okay. behind. Yeah. And and what I think it is, I really think, and y'all, y'all tell me if I'm wrong, there is an effort in some fields of study to, well, we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. We can't just say that it's all been figured out. We can't just say that phonics is, it worked forever. That's the phonetic alphabet. That's a great idea. I've been around for a couple thousand years. Um, we can't just do that. Somebody needs to invent something new. Like we got to be progressive. We've got. Oh yeah, it's clear. You know, where, where, where we, you know, we went from sounding it out to well, I don't sound out every word. I just know <laughs> what it looks like. And then so what that led to um, whole sight language. words, sight, whole language, whole language. And then they said, well, some people sound it out, and then some people see what the word means. And oh no, maybe there's three cues or two cues. That's what that was the evolution of the nonsense. And so they just are always trying to figure out, oh, I've got a better idea how to do this. I mean, again, let's go back. 
the state of Alabama had the reading initiative. Now we have the math initiative. And, and people roll their eyes when I say this over and over and over, but it's true. Reading initiative. What did we used to call it? First grade. Hmm, right. I know I'm screaming, but really the early grades were about reading. And now we have an initiative for it. So we, we couldn't leave well enough alone. We broke it by changing it. And now we hope we break it enough times till we get all the way back around to fix it. So what, what caused my freshman at Auburn who graduated with a 4.0 and just mm-hmm. a great student? Mm-hmm. Why does she spell what? W-A-T. It's because of Lucy what? Calkins. What? Lucy Calkins what? was the founding <laughs> director of college reading and writing at Columbia. And her ideas were initiated and implemented years ago. And that is one of the main reasons why we have issues because teachers were trained that way that it trickled down. Chris's great-great-grandfather went to Columbia, mm-hmm. but um, it trickled down into all schools of education. That's the way they were taught. And then that's what they'd come into school teaching. That it doesn't whole matter language. how It doesn't matter. She was the like one that sounds. taught everybody to question everything. Like she really had a huge impact yeah, on she's the liberalism of education. Breaking education. Breaking it down. That is one of the reasons why our kids can't read or they can't spell or they can read and they're really smart, but they don't know how to do the basic things. Yeah. Right. Lucy Calkins is a major reason why. Reading comprehension. Reading comprehension. Then loser. you go to full, the, you know, that whole language learning. But I think the real change happened not only with Lucy, but the first time we decided we're going to do wall-less classrooms. Remember that? Yeah, my junior high didn't have a, a dividing wall we between this side and that side. We started in about what do you third mean? or fourth grade. You could hear what they were doing over there. Like we, it was different classrooms? Yeah, yeah. ours was. But, but we put those folding walls up. Mm-hmm. That was the first Stupid. time we went, huh. That's when I first noticed weird stuff happening in education. So that would have been about 79. Yeah, because that's when the junior high that I went to was probably built in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know mm-hmm. crazy ideas. Okay. The, the way that it all had, had always worked is not good enough. We need a new way. We need to study the study that studies the study. Yep. Fred, don't go anywhere. Fred's going to weigh in on education. Randall is... Uh, going to give us one little snippet of something that makes us go, hmm, we'll be back. We're on. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Let's go out to my, I hope this is my long lost friend, Mr. Fred. Fred, welcome to the program. I thought we'd lost you. I hope you're well. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that's what you mean by being lost. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. I'm not lost. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. Uh, when you reach never, our age, Fred, you can be gone at any time. <laughs> well, you don't even know how old I am. I, well, I told you. That's correct. Yeah, you've told me. I, I had a Joe Biden moment for a second. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, hey, listen. You know I'm all about education. And what I'm about to say, I thought I'd never say. Okay? Yes, sir. The public school system is not going to work. I'm sorry. My, you know my son's granted. You know they've been in it all their life, and it's just not going to work. Hey, look, these teachers that are Christians, these teachers that are good people, are having to break the law to straighten people out because they feel like it's their moral obligation to straighten these kids out. The teaching starts at home. I'm for some of these people running for office to talk about wokeness out of the schools. And I'm for private schools with vouchers. 
Now, when I say okay. that, well, there's more taxation. No, 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 not necessarily. There's ways of doing that. Uh, for example, this gasoline tax we got. Well, why can't that, that be used for vouchers? Uh, if you if you want to go to a, uh, a Baptist-based private school or a Catholic-based private school, well, you have to go and you have to pay. Well, you say, well the inner city kids and some of these poor rural kids and some of these poor old, these people from Gardendale, Penson, everywhere that's not don't have the money to go to a private school. Well, let's start some private schools for parenting. Let's start some public schools for parenting. Learn to be a parent. There's kid there's grown people right now, Scott, that don't even know how to they don't know that we're even voting. They don't know when we're voting. They're not registered to vote. These people are ignorant, and it's not their fault. They they got into a cycle of poor parenting. It might have come from generations before them. Somewhere they got to break. God God can help them break that, but we've got to have somebody tell them that so they'll know. And. Uh, and that's all I was trying to say. I want to get some wokeness out of the schools if we're going to keep public schools and eventually transition over into private institutions with rules and regulations. And if you sign up, then you can't go get your little boy changed into a girl if that's against the rules. You're out of the school. Come on. I mean, that's what it's got to be like that, Scott. We're in bad shape, man. It started with the president of the United States through Washington, D.C., through these crazy, stupid-looking people in Washington. They look stupid. They talk stupid. They are stupid. I don't know how they got elected. They got elected because stupid people elected them on popularity or something, or what they was going to get. They had, good, they had very good commercials, Fred. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you, and that's all we got to say. I appreciate y'all letting me uh, speak. You know, I try to. Well, I think you. I think one thing we need to point out again, Fred, and you and you alluded to it or said it straight out when you were talking. You have family members in the in the system, and yep. and and you are so right. The people trying to make children's lives better are having to skirt the system because the system is designed to break kids and break their futures because it is filled with wokeness. Yep. And yes. um and and you're around people who know it, and when they try to fix it, they just meet a brick wall. And yes. uh, hopefully that message is getting out more. And some of these school choice bills, Fred, put the money in the backpack, um, would allow the very things that you are saying. Because somewhere along the line, we missed the idea that public education was an opportunity. And now it is some sort of mandate, and then all of our children are forced into the system. There's no choices. This is what you will do. And the people who want their children to take advantage of an opportunity are held back by folks who don't care. And one day we have to grow up and be adults and go, hey, look, if you don't care and you don't want your children to have the opportunity, then get out of the way. Um, those that do will have an opportunity. Yes, sir. Correct. And you, Scott, real quick, you, you won't believe the number of people, of, of teenage girls, young girls that go to their volleyball coach 
and they want a question answered because they have a personal problem they can't talk to mother and dad or grandmother and granddaddy about. They they got a problem. They go to the coach. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, there's there's guys that go to the coach and say, Hey coach, can I talk to you? I I've done a bad thing. I think I may have gotten a little girl pregnant. I'm not sure. You know, how do you respond when you got regulations on you when you work somewhere? You know what you do? You just grab a hold of your belt and pull it up, and you break the law, and you tell these kids the truth. And that's what my sons are doing, and I'm so proud of them. I hope mm. nobody knows who I am. I don't want them fired. But that's what they're doing. And, and God bless you, friend. Mm. Okay, thank you, sir. Hey, buddy, that is we the right thing it. to do. Because what happens, though, and this is so scary, what happens is those good teachers that are there because they love kids, not because they have an agenda, they all leave. And so the public education system is going to be just inundated with this woke ideologies, these LGBTQ warriors. Mm-hmm. And I who really we, don't we, know. Let's be honest. We have to hire... Because the pool of people wanting to be educators is getting thinner and thinner because the ones who were good or are good are telling their sons and daughters, don't go here. Mm-hmm. Education is getting the same thing. The military is now experiencing the same thing education has been experiencing for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, he's right though. The system is broken, which yes. is why the state of Alabama needs to stop trying to fix it and give us freedom. Which means this state board of education election is really important. I I don't know if anything can be done, but school choice are saying it's going to crash the public education system. Well, I'm okay with that. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe we ought to What's, be brave enough to say. What we're doing now is not working anyway. We're just going to break the broken. Mm. We're back. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. I'm just going to tell you what, Joey. I am offended that we're talking about public schools and you're playing jungle music. It's a great it's my song. Favorite song. It's a great I love song. this song. Joey it sounds like Clark. Tarzan was like Irish or something. Who is the <laughs> Swiss? Was, is it the Swiss? Who is it? This? I don't even remember. That's the Swiss. That would be... That's I don't know, but I absolutely love that song. Is that like from 1985? What's that from? Yeah, yeah and this I is a going. remix version, but yeah, I think it goes back to the 80s. And yeah, uh, it's a great but, song. But, Scott, please don't yodel, please. <laughs> 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 the yodel didn't sound exactly right. I don't know if Mom, I didn't pass yodeling class. It's the Gardendale. Somebody do the Just well. Gardendale yodeling is like yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> what? How <laughs> was the yodeling in uh, Tennessee? Hey. She looks like somebody who could yodel because you look Swiss. You look Norwegian. It's, it's fake. It's fake blonde. Yeah. Okay, but like right you now, that's see. what you look like. So go ahead and yodel well, for not us. not all over. I mean. Yodel. See, thank you. Let's go. Call me. Wait, what's her name? Swiss Miss. No. What? Eva. The. Wait, I'm sorry. No, no, no. What? No. Um, sound, I didn't ever see sound. Sound I never of saw music. Sound yeah, of what music. was her name? Oh, Maria. Oh, that's <sighs> best. That was my wedding music. Oh, I could sing and dance. That's terrible. I've never seen that movie. It just like seems her. terrible. Scott, why have you not watched the movie? Even the trailer. It's fantastic. No, even Joey, the have you seen Sound of Music? Oh, he's manly. Yeah, yeah. yeah doe, a deer, a female deer. <laughs> sing it. That's right? a drop of golden sun. Yeah, right. 
Scott, I, I honestly, I'm being serious. No, I'm being serious. My, too. some of my kids felt the same way. Then they watched it and they were like, "Oh, I understand why you like the I've movie." I've seen the trailer, Scott. That's not was, enough. I mean, look, when when your best scene is a woman just standing on top of a <laughs> that's pasture not the best that's scene. on a hill. It is like, a hmm. harbinger of things to come for us. Did you say harbinger? Yeah. I think that's the first word she's messed up the whole time we've been Why doing do you this like show. To say, do you like to say harbinger? Harbinger. 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 I thought I said it right. I don't think there's an extra R Harbinger. I think Harbinger. it's a harbinger. Guys, harbinger. But I also nope. say obstacles, obstacles often. So right. you know, Listen, right. the, the weighing music from that movie was mine, and I am partial to it, Yep. but you Eight need to watch it. No, not Adel. She had a great wedding march. I think you had three R's. <laughs> I said harbinger. I know. Harbinger. Are, are you the grammar police? Today I am, because I, be, I want to know a word that she doesn't want. Just once. Thank you. All right, guys. Harbinger. Thanks. I learned a new word. I just need to know. <laughs> Scott knows one word. Get out. Oh, it's awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Who made the dresses out of the curtains? Was that Scarlett O'Hara or was oh, that? Oh, my darling. That was Scarlett O'Hara. But but didn't. I've not seen that Didn't Sound either. of Music, didn't she make the That's kids dresses? She made them dresses out of curtains. But I'd like to tell you that Scarlett was the first one to make okay. dresses out of curtains. And then Carol Burnett was inspired her. by that and made dresses out of curtains in one of her skits. Okay, now we can go to callers. Okay, let's do that. Let's go to Randall. Randall, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah, man. So glad I was. I just learned so much. <laughs> but, man, I, no, if, if Joy watches Sound of Music, that means Randall's going to watch it. I'm going to tell you. I, you, I have, know you so have you not watched. seen it, Randall? I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard of it. I mean, yeah. I'm for sure. I had, I'm, well, I've count your blessings. That. <laughs> I, I think that's a song. It, it, I mean, I hope it's like more like a. Uh, I mean, it's a Nazi like movie. A, Don't watch it. No, uh, Randall, Randall, it is a, a movie about how to escape from the Nazis and what they did. I said it is a foreshadowing of things to come. How do I say the word? Harbinger. Harbinger of things to come. Oh, y'all been foreshadowing all morning. Let me hold on. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you one thing though. The, to the last caller, if you want uh, the the school system to show and and Joy to tell you this is a good woman. Y'all had a good woman on now. Charlotte Meadows uh, changed Joy's diaper, so I got love for her. But she also uh, the way the government treats does us, it has me questioning everything. Charlotte, don't get mad at me because this is how I'm thinking. Now it ain't my fault. I promise. And uh, but. She, she is she's she's the head of a, the first charter school, you know what I mean, that comes to Montgomery. And she's, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that's fine. So let her be in the public school and make sure we get the right numbers. But she's going to show you what's really going on, I believe, and destroy the system for y'all so we can go to charter school. So, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a good thing, ain't it? I mean, I guess I'm just saying that's what I'm looking at because she's going to make sure the numbers get put out there. And once the numbers get put out there, there's no way a parent could... could Send a child there. No, there's no way. I mean, no way in the world. And so I just think that she's going to stand on business and make sure all the numbers and every, and that we can see everything. So uh, if y'all want the school system uh, done away with, we'll put Charlotte in charge and let her do her thing. Because she's coming to get next, baby. And, uh, Thanks, Randall. That, <laughs> and on the uh, on the on the what you been foreshadowing? I'm gonna tell you, you you had you were hitting around. It went Carnegie, but it was Rockefeller. 
And he Rockville. started. Okay. Yeah, but he started in 1902. But guess what? He wanted uh, conforming sheep, which is uh, he wanted provi- he wanted to provide trained and obedient workers is what he wanted the school system for. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. And he want and he's using the same thing he's using now. Take uh, technical school. And I, I fell into that a long time ago. Now I see what we're headed to, and I'm sorry that I pushed technical school as much as I did. I think the one we classroom was done away with uh, in 19, and that's when we really got away from, like, kids in the one classroom when everybody's out on the plantation working, the kids in there learning, and it was all in one place. When stuff tore up around the, around the farm, the kids went and feasted. Well, guess what? They also learned how to make it where it didn't tear up, so they had to go out there in the heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and fix it or out in the cold. They learned how. That's they they learned on their own. So how do we get that back? How do we get the one room classroom without it being one room classroom? Like how do we let kids explore themselves and and what they can do, but also making sure they got opportunities if they you know what I mean because kids do pick the wrong thing sometimes, and mm-hmm. we can't pick it either though. You know what I mean? So you know what, right. what, what? How do we get back there? And Frederick Gates was a big part of this. So. Yeah, and we got to start looking at, at mamas and daddies of people. And like I tell y'all, Bill Barr is, I ain't talk, I'm talking about mamas and daddies like Trump and Bill Barr. And I ain't talking about school food. I'm talking about like Bill Barr's dad, uh, Donald Barr, wrote specializations. He was headmaster at Dalton School. And also he had, he was over Jeffrey Epstein. He was his when Jeffrey was picked, hand-picked from that school. And, and, and they all you're, together, you're, go, you're and getting that, me more than I can process, remember? Oh, yes, sir. All right. I know. And Trump, <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. God bless. Scott Thank you again. Little, little brain. Well, we can only think of so much. I'm still back on Rockefeller, one room. I, I actually am totally for the one room schoolhouse. Amen. With multiple grades. Because I think that that helps. That there's some pressure for the young ones to act straight because the old ones are watching and the old mm. ones help the young ones learn. Totally and like agree. there's this whole... Once we went away with that, and you're just left with your peers of your same age, it's like everything fell apart. We need that social structure and pressure. You're not. You're not. Huh? I mean, we we did. There have there was a period of time, and I don't know if when if they started us down the road, but the model of um, what's the show? Y'all would like it. Um, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, it's a great show. I mean, it's not. You know what I'm saying? It was just more community, smaller. Yeah. I'll tell you another one. That's, there's very few big school systems in the country that perform well because your children become numbers. Agreed. And they don't matter as much. There's also something to be said for schools that go from a very young age to a, to an older age. And people are like, oh, I don't want all those kids together. Well, yeah, but all the teachers know everyone by name. Mm-hmm. And they know the parents. And everyone knows. You're not just being shuffled from one place to the next place. So, I mean, there's just a lot of, we know what to do. We do. I just can't figure out why we can't get the people who know what to do in the positions to do it. Well, what happens to The people to that them? are there now know there's a problem. They're not, they're choosing not to do anything about it. And I just want to know why. Well, I wonder if so many of them were educated in the other worldview and they just keep thinking, well, we've, we just got to do more of this. Mm-hmm. Just more of this will, will work. Or they're Isn't just that evil the definition people. of Or insanity? they're purposefully yeah. keeping us dumb. We got Bill coming up and as well, I, I wonder if that's our, uh, our other candidate for school board, maybe weighing in. Y'all don't go anywhere. Miss Love will be up as well. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. <laughs> Let's, oh, we got to go out. 
it's hard. It's going to be hard to be fair to people. We're going to take them in order, okay? Let's go to Miss Love. Miss Love, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Uh, good morning to everybody. Good morning, Miss Love. I hope, I hope you're doing well. Well, God is able. I hope y'all yes. have a blessed weekend. And also, try to do something for God. But somebody you don't know, okay? But uh, I think the school system really needs to be improved. Um, but I think it got to start with our politicians and then trickle down to the Board of Education. You can't blame all of the parents. Because no, some of those parents don't even know how to be a parent. They wasn't trained to be a parent. I wasn't trained to be a parent. So you can't blame all of them. But we got to change some kind of way. But in the day too, I want to... Um, it is uh it's it's personal. Back in the day I was told my house was gonna be burned. Mm-hmm. And so it did get burned. I was told who it was gonna be burned by. But That's what good. I'm trying to do now is trying to ask anybody who have some pictures of me in the past or now, it don't matter. To get them to me, I have none of them, and oh, I would sorry, love some them. Absolutely. But so, if anybody has some photos of Miss Love, uh, please get in touch with her, and uh, so she can kind of piece some of those those memories back together. Thank y'all so much. Appreciate y'all. Th- thank you, Miss Love. You have a wonderful weekend. Let's go out to Bill. Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Hi, guys. Hey, buddy. Good morning. You know, you had a caller uh, a few calls ago that was talking about education. I think he's on the right path. He's just at the wrong tree. Okay. Um, and I will address something that Miss Love just said. She said that she was not trained to be a parent. I was. Okay. My mother beat the holy hell county out of me <laughs> if I did anything wrong. Yes, sir. And she taught me right for wrong. And if we teach our kids that, we're well on the way to the right road. The problem is, unfortunately, the problem is, a lot of the kids that get in school now are told, misbehave, do what you want to do. And then when you get in trouble, I'm going to come rescue you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell them it's really not your fault. It's the way you've been raised. And it's the fact that you have mental issues, and we're going to get you on medication. And the crazier you act, the better it's going to be. And eventually, we're going to start getting money because you're crazy, and you need help in your education. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get allowed to do all these things in school that nobody else can do. And they're called crazy checks. And we've got families in Montgomery, Alabama, whose parents don't have to work because of all the money they get off of their children. And you're not speculating, are you, Bill? No, I'm not speculating. I have employed people in Montgomery, Alabama for the last 20 years, and I've heard it 
multiple times. You know, what's funny, Bill, like is when, when I say things very similar to what you're saying to a group I'm speaking to or, or even on the radio, people do not believe me. Can you restate, Scott, like what, Bill, what did you just say? People are being... They, they will, in a nutshell, they will allow or purposefully... Um, encourage their children to be behavioral problems or, or to not read. I've heard two different versions. He, he called crazy checks. I've heard them as stupid checks or idiot checks. Not to get an education, act out more. You automatically get classified as special, and then you start getting special checks for your special kids because you need help. Checks from the government. And, yes. And, and free medication. Mm-hmm. And the crazier you act, the crazier you act, the more we get paid and the, the more medicated you get to be. And then, Bill, and I know we got to do it right, but you go back to the school, and the school, quote, unquote, mainstreams everybody. So your kid is at the mercy of the kid who's under the special protection, and you don't know it. You don't know why no one's doing anything in his class because they're trying to control that constantly, and they 